Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Buddy, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. My levels are good this time, so channel, let me continue. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. Why you gotta bring up old shit, man? <laughs> old, old, that was like 10 minutes ago. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna release this 26 minutes of pre-show that I recorded of us just just talking about nothing based on the things we said i don't recommend that for any of our sakes (laughs) Uh, yeah i i can never run for president if you release the tapes chan (laughs) that's my main that's my main goal in life we've we've basically uh before we the uh podcast that you hear we say enough things to get us doxxed by literally every <laughs> organization that doxes people every every wing the right wing the left wing like the 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 uh the hot wings uh-huh. the hot wings are definitely gonna the humans the space people oh yeah the, the 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 introvert moderates would even come after us based on the stuff that we say on here oh boy yeah but anyway my name is race to Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gene Ippolito. And we are talking about G.I. Joe this week. Gosh darn it. We're talking we're gonna about. We're going to try. We're going to try. There's not a lot to say about this one. Uh, this is Sludge I, Factor Part 2. I tried to watch it. Oh, no. And in the middle of trying to watch it, Tubi suddenly decided, nah, we don't we do not do that anymore. And G.I. Joe just disappeared. Yeah. All the G.I. G. Dis- G. Joe just poof gone to be just all of a sudden mid chan watching decided they don't carry deke era gi joe anymore to be fair they should have done it in the first place i I would rather not watch any of them i immediately blamed trump uh just just knee jerk blamed him without thinking it through but now i think it probably was him he found the prez serpentor account oh boy and (laughs) and he is he is hell bent on on making it as difficult as possible for us to record a podcast and vote by mail. So what you're saying is that he is basically like cesspool and that he is going to find the most Byzantine, unworkable plan for getting back at whoever yeah. that it, you possibly can. I'm surprised you didn't just sign an executive order making podcasting illegal, which just <laughs> seems to be like the most obvious tax to take here. But no, he went the really roundabout way, much like cesspool in this episode. And Chad, <laughs> you didn't even see the it. end of it. You don't even know how bad it was. Way no, to bring no, it back you're going to have to. 
Way to bring it You're going to have to walk me through this. That's, I that's mean, what I do as host. Ray and I each talked before we started. We we have barely any notes. Yeah. I mean, look, so we often talk, right? So sometimes you get really strong two-part episodes, especially in the Sunbow era. When? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I always have to preface that. I uh, feel you like, also no, have... but I feel like most of the time, even with Sunbow, we, we would say this could have been just one episode. Sure. And sometimes we say, look, they have one and a half episodes that they tried desperately to stretch into two episodes. Here, I would say they barely had one episode that they stretched to two episodes. Like you could have literally now check this out, guys. Let me let me let me write. Let me put on my writer's hat for a sec. You could have ended the first episode and had Cesspool uh, uh, beat G.I. Joe, join forces with Cobra, and then essentially set him up as a returning character to fight the eco-warriors in episodes down the line of a different plot and actually like kind of have Cobra go over a little bit and make them into a legitimate threat going forward if Cesspool's involved. Instead, you decided you needed to resolve the Cesspool situation immediately and do so in the least satisfying way possible. Wait a minute, do they beat him and like, He's gone. He doesn't come back. I don't think he comes back. I really don't. I mean, I could be wrong about this. I hope I'm wrong about this. He's actually one of the more interesting characters we've had. But I mean, at the end, he falls off with Cobra. So he stops working with them. And then like, where do you even go from there? You know, like no, they really kind of bury him at the end. He doesn't fall off. He's been plotting against them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Cobra rejects him at the end is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. But I, but I think he, like he's been plotting against them from the start. Yes, he has. He actually I mean, turns out to be more evil in the end than Cobra. Correct. Yeah, because Cobra wants to control and he wants to destroy. And there's a big difference between the two. Um, but starting off, we get our recap as expected. They actually refer to Cesspool as a con man and not a scientist, which I thought was very interesting because we were debating whether or not his stuff might actually work. And it turns out he's basically the MyPillow guy of the huh. G.I. Joe universe. <laughs> yeah, snake oil he's salesman. He's a snake oil salesman touting things that don't work uh, to make himself a lot of money. Yeah, I hear, heard Anderson Cooper's going to sit down with him and really grill him. Uh, yeah, Cesspool is actually supposed to meet with Anderson Cooper, I believe, later this week. I believe that's scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we open up. I barely remember what happened two weeks ago when we talked about this, uh, but they're it's fighting. Like a, helpful. Yeah, they're fighting in a junkyard and they're just like, oh, they've got stuff in the junkyard. So we're fighting here now. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah yeah i wasn't i wasn't quite sure but but all and also they're fighting and they're be they're spraying that like toxic waste around real liberally Very like yeah I, i'm pretty sure every single one in who is in this junkyard good guy or bad guy is going to get cancer in five years it's true i think they were fighting some bats though weren't they weren't bats involved so yeah. it's okay oh, if they get oh. cancer. And so yeah i guess they can't get robot cancer well no they get robot cancer for sure okay. it's very sad Okay. It's very sad. And because of the virus, the robot virus going around, they can't be with their robot loved ones when oh, they get robot cancer. It's very sad. Right. Yeah. Right. It's unfortunate because, uh, uh, yeah, I hear that they get a lot of uh, 011-mers. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. God, I, that's I, Hang on. I'll be right back. I have to go put on my finest suit. <laughs> <laughs> I made a binary joke, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. We, okay, we so haven't had a, a finest suit moment in a long time. <laughs> no, well... <laughs> I think it hits a little too close to home these days. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. And also, it's too hot to put on our finest suits. I couldn't and do it. And most of us haven't done laundry in five months, so our finest suit is real dirty now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a marvel if I put pants on at this point. Like, And I know I just mean anything, really. <laughs> that covers the old legs. <laughs> 
It's 109 degrees. 109 today in Panorama City. Just kill me. Uh, in uh, in my head, I'm just thinking of uh, Ray and a sarong. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't, don't think about it is, too hard though. You, Man. I'm, I'm saying, give it a try. Give it a try, Ray. Give it a try. I don't even know what it is. What are we talking about? A, just Google sar- it. Yeah, sarong? it's you know, is it's that like the Borat it's... the Borat outfit? No, it's what people wear on the bottom. Uh, uh, like of, of a swimsuit usually. Thing. Well, it's a wrap. It's a wrap yeah. for your legs. Yeah. It's a wrap for this bit. Okay, so the G.I. <laughs> Joe characters involved in this episode. We've got Bullhorn, Major Altitude, Ozone, and Clean Sweep. I know this because they say each of their names 9,000 times. They are clearly being featured here. Uh, fantastic. There's a big fight, a big battle. They use that to what Gina said. They use the sludge all over the place. Uh, G.I. Joe Clean Sweep is bringing to the battlefield a chemical agent that will neutralize the sludge. How he's able to put this together and mass produce it so quickly... I do not know. Oh, he, he didn't did. just. He, I, I assumed he just had a bunch of it. Well, that's the thing is, this is a new substance that they're being attacked with. So he, I believe, he did take a sample and he took it back to the lab last episode. But now here we are, cut to I don't know four hours later, and he has a mass-produced neutralizing agent. Wow! You know, loaded up into trucks. So it's Which just like cool. Could uh, solve all of our radioactive waste issues correct in the real world there are currently like just just tons and tons of uh deadly deadly radioactive material that's just like socked away in like some uh mountains and shit and just like buried in arizona desert somewhere um that's like if this thing that he crafted in four hours existed it would it would be the equivalent of like a uh, uh, Superman four when he's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna grab all the nuclear weapons, and just chuck them out of space. <laughs> yeah, that's what they just did in this episode. Literally, they're the eco warriors, and they solved a major ecological problem, yeah. but they did it as a plot point and not a way to actually help people. And then it just disappears. It'd be like, hey, we figured out how to uh, uh, save every whale in the world. All right, let's move on. Nobody cares. I got this cure to cancer, but I've also got this candy bar. (laughs) Oops, I dropped the cancer cure down the drain. What a dope I am. Still got the candy bar. Uh, So they asked Clean Sweep, hey, uh, there's a big, like, I didn't even really see what happened, honestly. Like, the action was a little scattered. Uh, but there was a big the toxic gas essentially covers the battlefield, and all the Joes are breathing it in real hard. And um, they're like, well, we're, we're, we're in trouble. So Clean Sweep has to, like, bring the neutralizing agent to the field. Right. There was a thing where uh, they blew up a tanker and then hurricane force winds started blowing. It was I was really absolutely yeah. unclear how that happened. Like hard follow. enough to knock cars, but also yeah. who's the bearded guy in blue that's running around? Oh, it was either ozone bullhorn or major altitude. I can tell you that right now. A uh, clean sweep was the guy who brought the cure. Uh, yeah, there's like, okay, there's a bearded dude that's running around a lot, and I had no clue who he was. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's Beardo. He's, oh, uh, his yeah, specialization yeah. is uh, uh, weaponizing facial hair. Okay, all right. Oh, good. I'm uh, he did a good job with it. Yeah, he's into it. Eventually, he becomes uh, a, a lead in the hipster movement of the, you know, uh, mid to late aughts. Okay, I, I like this. I like the sounds of this spinoff. Into it. 
Uh, okay, so uh, they, they try to run at them with the thing. And uh, is that Hawk on the ground who's like choking out from toxic waste? I'm just saying like none of you will survive if this is as bad. <laughs> the exposure alone has is will take its toll on you very quickly, even if you survive this battle. Sorry, guys. Um, so they say, shoot your shoot your neuralizer at us. We're going to uh, 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 home in with our missiles, blow it up in the sky, and it will somehow um, uh, make everything clean again. Yeah, real quick. Um, this uh, clean swoop fella comes up with this antidote, whatever, uh, puts it into canisters, and his plan to disperse said antidote is not to, uh, like, open up the canisters and drop it, you know, I don't know, like a crop dusting or whatever. His plan from the base, he was at the base, and he was putting the canisters onto the sh- onto the plane. He was like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a button that says open. I'm going to have a guy who's uh, suffocating to death down on the ground in th- <laughs> amongst the miasma of toxic sludge that is in the air. I'm going to have him shoot them like clay pigeons as they descend from my plane. And if and he misses, that's how we're going to do if it. If he misses, they will crush him. <laughs> if they, Well, no, if he misses, they're going to shoot us out of the air. Perfect. Everybody loses. That's a hashtag is, nobody wins scenario, Chan. I think you'd be on board. Uh, somebody won, though, and that's the thing, is this was the yeah. worst plan in the well, world. What's and wild is it, it doesn't it, even it, increase the drama. It's no. not like if there's any reason to be like, oh, well, that was super cool. That was dumb. It was dumb. It just rains a little bit, and then they look, and they're like, oh, well, the sludge became actual fertilizer. And it's like, okay. Yeah, so which, they're... by the way, this is huge news. If you can turn toxic waste into fertilizer. It's kind of a big deal also. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, a that was that was the entrepreneur's plan at the beginning of the last episode. Correct. That's what he was selling. So he was uh, pretending to be able to do. He just didn't have this neutralizer ingredient to actually do it. But I think more importantly, we need to realize that all of these Joes are now trudging around in I don't know an inch or two of shit. The entire place is covered with shit, with doo doo, yeah, oh. with poopies. Okay, that's what this- fertilizer is. <laughs> yes, it okay. is. Okay. Uh, so cesspool re- announces his plan to his crew and he's just like yo cobra commander thinks we're going to destroy some of the uh, uh the food and then he's going to sell it to people for a profit good plan i guess yeah he's good plan. wrong though because we're not we're not going to stop we're going to destroy all the food so that everybody dies and all of his crew is miraculously still on board with this no one's trying to talk him out of it which i think is a little weird yeah, this is what I'm saying. He turns out to be he turns out to be way more evil. Like he just hates the world now and wants everyone to die. Whereas Cobra Commander is like, I can charge five dollars for a burger, and I what are you five guys? Yeah, I guess five dollars for a burger isn't that much these days now. Oh, in 1991, <laughs> that was insane. Yeah. But also, you get five burgers he, for a dollar. In, in, am I crazy? In part one, didn't he have stink breath? Like, wasn't yeah. that his power? And doesn't he not use it at all in this? It's don't worry about that. Um, uh, I'm sorry. You're suggest- right. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Are you suggesting that Deke drops a storyline point? He Come on. He doesn't use it this at all, Deke. though. It's, it's like, seriously, it's like if all of a sudden Superman just stopped flying and no one mentioned that he could ever no fly. No one talked about it. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, it's, his no, you're, one, you're it's his one superpower in the previous episode. It's yeah. that's set up as, oh, this is his superpower. He breathes on you. It knocks you out because he has poison breath. 
They do that and gag a lot. It's true. It is not used at all. Yeah. Well, we decide instead we're going to put Cobra Commander says, let's throw some Joes in toxic waste. So they're going to go grab Flint, who's the one Joe they have. Which so they honestly, have this- I like this. I, yeah, I thought it was cool. Like, like this this middle section, as far as Deke things go, uh, uh, I love that Cesspool is going to pull a double cross. I'm on board with that. And I love that now they're going to mutate shitty Flint. I hope that when they throw him into that goo, he comes out as original Sunbow era out, Flint. He comes out yeah. as Bill Ratner. That'd be amazing. That's what he, mu- just- that's what he mutates into. <laughs> Can we can we start calling uh, uh, Flint uh, Glenn Jacobs just just to uh, so I can keep things straight? Um, Listen, this I is get the it, but... this is the point where I uh, lost. To uh, be went away. I saw nothing after this point. I saw that they were going to throw Flint into um, toxic waste. I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. I like that yeah, idea. Yeah, and then, you can be a passenger nothing. in this airplane the rest of the way. So Cobra Commander asked the I'm, Toxo I'm, Vipers. I'm hoping that it gets super good. This is oh, the point sure. where yeah, it be, should get super good. You're going to be very disappointed. No, no, Gina, what are you talking about? Chanik, it's excellent. So I'm really <laughs> upset for you that you missed this. Uh, the Toxo Vipers go, and, uh, go to get Flint, who did the old hide above the door trick, drops down and locks them in their own cell, in his cell, uh, really gets out. Fantastic. Didn't they do that last episode? Too? Yeah, yeah, they, th- they do it constantly. At least they I think they might have done it a few times, but I can't recall. Did he, did he say something like, hey, remember when this happened just a, like a day ago? He does you fell say for something. It again, dummies. He says something like, I was getting tired of hanging around for you. That yeah. doesn't count. Note note to Cobra up uh, in your jail cells. Um, keep them like seven feet high. <laughs> These 20 foot jail <laughs> cells are not doing you any good, guys. Just also, saying. maybe, you know, like, uh, look for the prisoner in the cell before you open it. Before you open yeah, it and walk inside and can... walk to the end of the cell. Or yeah. they could yeah, just hobble fun. every prisoner. Okay, sure. Oh, break their yeah. legs. Yeah. yeah. Like a, mer- like a, uh, um, uh, I almost said a mercy. Misery? I was like, yeah, you know, like mercy, mercy by the old Stephen Queen. Uh, <laughs> it's great, great horror writer. Steve McQueen. He's a great writer. <laughs> Steve McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so cesspool now announces his betrayal. He's actually set up a uh, Cobra bombs in a, this active volcano. So here's guys, here's the plan. Okay. Here's, here's how cesspool is going to get this done. Chan take some notes. I'm going to need <laughs> some clients here. He has, he has, uh, uh, two bombs that, oh, let's see if I get this right. He has Gina back me up here. He has two bombs that are going to, uh, it basically erupt the volcano, which is filled uh-huh. now with sludge. He's filled the volcano with sludge. That's not what a volcano is, but okay. At the at the base of the volcano to erupt it, and then a third bomb up higher that's going to divert a huge water supply into the sludge into mm. the volcano when it erupts. So therefore, the sludge is going to go into the Earth's atmosphere yeah. and rain down sludge worldwide, destroying all everything, destroying all the crops, and bringing about an apocalypse level event. Chan, this holds up under scientific scrutiny. Uh oh, oh so does the volcano have magma in it? Yes, uh, but also sludge. Sure. Uh, yeah, okay. I, they they mixed uh I don't know. I they I think they just filled it with sludge so that when it erupts, it's going to mm. really fuck up the planet and destroy all food. Cuz I could sort of see uh cuz I I was I did get far enough to the point where apparently they had already been uh sludging up the world. And yeah. they were saying, like, oh, yeah, the whole world is covered in this stuff. It really sucks. People aren't. There's that woman who just had the one banana in the grocery store. 
Um, well, that so, was like, that was already... them theorizing. That was them theorizing. That was a little theory crafting of uh, oh. this is what it'll look like. I uh, see. The grocery stores will be empty because all the food will be gone, and there will be a worldwide famine. And all then, right. and then, so they didn't will actually go away. And their plan was, I guess, to uh, make the the dormant dormant but still full of magma volcano and then all the sludge is there then they're going to divert the water so that the water gets superheated and just turns to steam and goes shooting straight up in the uh, atmosphere with all of the toxic sludge and then it would get into the jet stream and whatnot sort of spread all over the world i guess Uh, you're making this sound plausible chan (laughs) is this good is this good science now i'm actually investigating i don't feel like they have enough uh toxic ways to actually get all the way around the world um it's a very powerful you know, like volcano an entire damn uh, uh 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 nuclear reactor went off in fukushima and like 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 people were freaked out but you know like the particles they were picking up were just you know like a few parts in a million crossing over the pacific ocean you know so it's you need a lot of, you need a lot to destroy the world's food supply Interesting. So they happen. Okay, that's what I'm hearing. Okay, so Flinta reports back to base and tells G.I. Joe what the plan is and then gets immediately captured again. I'm still point, hoping he... he gets mutated at this point. Like, I'm yeah, still I was, really I was holding out hope that they fan. throw him in and something happens. Something cool happens to him. Are you saying that he doesn't? I'm still hoping at this point. No spoilers. Okay, me too. Me too. I'm hoping, here's the deal. It's Chekhov's sludge pool. I just want someone to go in at some point. <laughs> I don't care if it's Flint. I don't care who it is. I want somebody in there. Is Cesspool um, going to fall in again and come out like normal without a scar? <laughs> I was healed by the powers of sludge. Uh, <laughs> Flint grabs Cobra Commander and, and tries to warn him. Hey, I know what this volcano bomb thing's happening. You can't trust Cesspool. Cobra Commander says, what is he talking about? And Cesspool says... Yeah, okay, yeah, he's telling the truth. And so the yeah, first bomb he, blows he, up. <laughs> you got me. He owns up immediately, which which I have to be honest, as someone who's who's kind of sick of the whole people have secrets, this person knows it, that person doesn't, you, like, oh, let's milk this. I love that he just fesses up and says, yep. Yeah, there's a, there's a great scene in Battlestar Galactica, the reboot, where one of the characters who turns out to be a Cylon is is being taken away because they, 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 they're pretty sure he is, but they're not 100%. And he's denying, 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 denying. And then another spaceship like docks in the bay and another one of him gets out of the spaceship. Oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. And I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. But like the two of them just look at each other and the guy who's been denying turns and he's like, okay, okay, I was lying, but... <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the, that moment is one of my favorite moments in TV because he's just like, it's not true. You're making a mistake. OK, so you got me. <laughs> it, it's, the dime he turns on is so magical. Uh, I don't know. It's a wonderful show. You should probably be watching it. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Get ready for the G.I. Joe code. Look out, Cobra. Better clear the road. Because Joe's coming at you with an armored tow. For more firepower, Joe hauls in the coastal defender. The sides fold down, reveal a mobile missile station. It's strike out tunnel rack. But Cobra's fighting back with the boar. It's crystal ball. Rip and roar, Cobra boar. Gonna be in trouble for. G.I. Real American Hero. The adventure of G.I. Joe, road tow, coastal defender, Cobra boar. Figure sold separately. Yo, Joe. Back to G.I. Joe. Uh, they still say, let's throw Flint in the sludge bath. Fantastic. Why not? Uh, second bomb now goes off and Cobra Commander's like, yo, what the heck is going on? You haven't explained your plan to me. <laughs> and then Flint escapes again. 
Yeah. Which takes us. Damn it. Which, which takes us to Act Three. <laughs> I'm still hoping. He gets, I'm book. still hoping he gets mutated. I'm hoping that at some point, when they think it's all safe and he's walking away, one of those like f- one of those anti fur people on the red carpet goes up, calls him a murderer, and splashes red sludge on him. It is. That's like the Law and Order SVU ending when everything seems like it's it's like gonna work out, but they don't want to leave you with such a tidy, uh, happy ending. So then, like the victim, like breaks free and shoots, <laughs> shoots the cop instead. You know, and it's just like it's just like oh, and then it goes Dick Wolf. You know, that's yeah, that's that's the Flint ending I want. Or everybody's everything's all tied up, and then suddenly like one cobra gets free and sprays him with sludge. Yeah, Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf. Yeah. I love that show. Anyway, so we're in Act Three. If it didn't seem like a lot has happened so far, you are correct. I mean, we <laughs> had a lot, a lot of potential. Of we had a lot of potential storylines that went nowhere. It's true. Uh, and so here we are in the final fight scene. That's where we are right now, guys. <sighs> okay, so GI Joe has decided to bring radio-controlled gliders that have neutralizing agent in them. And they're going to remote control fly the gliders into the top of the volcano to get inside the base. Okay, hold on. You have to tell me that these remote control gliders were toys that were available or I'm going to murder everyone. I'm going to go back in time and murder everyone who had anything to do with Hasbro ever. I cannot confirm or deny. They look like something that I'm kind of like remembering, but my brain also likes to play tricks on me. Of I the don't memory know. They don't, they don't try and make them sound cool because because at some point he's basically like, wait a minute, gliders are meant to go down. This one you yes. can't go up. So it's if they moment. were toys, they're really making them sound not cool. Well, because they're real close to a thing you could probably sell as a toy. Like we have gliders and we oh. have remote control things. So like, Jen, uh, what? I got good news. Yeah. G.I. Joe Air Commandos 1991 uh, uh, gliders look exactly like these ones. Uh, Air Commando Cloudburst gliders. These are a real thing you could really buy. And if you have 50 to $75 on eBay, you could buy one today. Are they remote control? Oh, that's see. Now you're asking me too many questions right now. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. They're not actually remote control. There's the Skymate Air Commandos glider. Like there's a, apparently several different versions. Cobra had their own version of this. Uh, I can't believe in 1991 we had air controlled uh, uh, remote controlled gliders. That's uh, they should have just yeah, they should have just called them gliders. Yeah, they well, they wanted the I think the big point of calling them remote controlled here, Chan, if I could say, is that they wanted to make a point to say there's only like one or two Joes actually going in, but they wanted a whole bunch of gliders. So the only way you can really get around that is to say one guy's going in and remote controlling the ones behind him. That's kind of the angle they were going for. I wonder if uh tweet us if you ever had any of these air commandos, because I'm looking at pictures of them and uh they look kind of cool. I'm going to say that cool. Yeah, they do look a little cool. They do not look like they would hold the weight of a Joe, which would be super disappointing if you got a G.I. Joe air glider and it didn't. It just like if you put a Joe on it, they look they look crafted, though, because you got that circular thing on the back of it. So that tells me that they were considering airflow. So maybe it would hold up a Joe. Look at that wingspan, though. It's not that doesn't that does not look like enough uh, to keep uh, something like that uh, up. It does not, but we saw in the TV show that, that it does work. So. But I also think that it was probably one of those toys that you're meant to just hold the Joe 
attach to it mm-hmm. and pretend nope. to fly mm-hmm. it around. Nope. That, I'm gonna no. go. I'm gonna guess. I that. will not accept that. <laughs> We're gonna take like double sided tape and just like put them on and like oh look. No, like I I've bet he, I bet he snaps in, but then you just have to hold him and fly him around. No, that's what you get a Cobra Rattler for. If you get a glider, that some bitch better glide. Okay, I'm watching a video right now of the 1983 glider. And let me guess. And I'm trying to see it. if it'll fly. I, I, my okay, he's outside it with it. Okay, he's going to throw. Guys, I'm right at the end of the video. He already <clears> threw <throat> it. I went too far. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, I'm looking at a carded uh, version of this glider, and it says can fly up to 40 feet with figure attached. Okay. So, but I mean, that but is like, a... I could throw something 40 feet. I bet that's what it means. You guys, bad news. He could never you, threw the glider. Really... I bet hold you on, It turns out it's a very expensive <laughs> toy, and he didn't want to throw it. I bet you just chuck it. <laughs> we need to back up to where <laughs> I want to know what it is that Gina can throw 40 feet. Oh, I don't can throw 40 she... feet? A rumor, that's for sure. <laughs> Yows. Yows. Uh, verbal daggers, anything. am I, I right? Anything 40 feet. What do you got? 40, 40 feet's a really, far. 40 feet's actually not that far. 40 feet's not that far. You could throw Gina. I believe Gina could throw a Thank tennis you. ball 40 feet. I Thank believe. Thank you. A great. 41 feet, we're pushing it. But 40 feet, yeah, I, I'm on it. Human eyeball? A human eyeball would not go 40 feet, Gina. It does not have the weight underneath it in order to maintain velocity. What? Uh, two things. One, uh, it's that's so specific that I kind of wonder if Gina doesn't know that she can throw an eyeball 40 feet because she has done it. Uh, two, this is my concern with the glider. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm thinking like, uh, uh, like it's not, there's no gliding in that 40 feet. Like 40 feet might be the distance that you could throw, uh, um, this much plastic. Maybe. I like it. Yeah. That works for me. Um, okay, so uh, uh, two of the three bombs have gone off. The plan is almost to destroy the world's almost happened. Flint has broken off from everybody, gone back in the volcano again. I guess he maybe he never left. And he's going to find that final bomb, and he's going to stop it like a hero would, right? Yeah, Which is kind of uh, fun, except okay. he, get, he gets down to it to defuse the bomb before it can go off. And what's fun is a thing like, because of all the, the bombs that have already gone off, like I, I believe like a chunk of volcano like drops in between him and the bomb and he can't get to it and he never gets to it. Yeah. He never gets <laughs> mutated. He never saves the day. And their the solution in the end is really going to like, I'm just going to put it out there. It is going to mess up the ecosystem really, really bad. They pretend it's a good thing. But it is yeah, going to have some horrifying, horrifying results. Oh, so no. for Chan and those at home who don't know, uh, they decide to take the neutralizer stuff. And Flint's like, yo, I can't get to this bomb. You're going to have to figure out something else. My plan will not work. And so they decide to uh, basically uh, uh, chuck the neutralizer at, at the sludge just in the volcano. Why didn't they do that in the first place? Listen, I, uh, so it what? ends up working. The bomb goes off. And it it, it, it it shoots everything up in the air. This is where the point that Gina said earlier, they say, thankfully, these gliders uh, uh, can go more than one direction down because there's updrafts from the volcano going off. So yeah. they can go in this lava air, which would burn them alive. But don't worry about that. They're superheroes. And they all fly up out of the volcano using the power of wind. But more importantly, yes, that's very stupid. But more importantly, <laughs> they basically just said, okay, instead of instead of, you know, destroying all the wor- world's food supply, 
we're going to change this volcanic magma into super fertilizer. Super fertilizer. And then it's going to just grow crap where crap wasn't meant to grow. And I think that this is what destroys the world. See, they argue the opposite, Gina. They argue that this ends famine because the world is now covered in poop, which to what Chan said earlier, which I'm a fan of. I'm a big fan of it. Are you saying that they that they solved the problem of toxic waste and the problem of world yes. hunger yes. in they, two episodes of Deke G.I. Joe. That is correct. And then don't ever mention it again. Yes. They they in the end correct. they they show pictures of the world and they say, look, look at India. Look at all that food grown in India. It's only been a couple hours and there's already huge food in India. And then uh, they and then they show something else. Sprouting plants. Yeah. Uh, Chan, do you, do you have the? Oh, oh, you don't have the sound file at the end. I was going to ask you, can you no. play it? No, you cannot. That would be a lot. Nope. Um, there's there's a big PSA that happens at the end where they basically are just like, and because hunger is a big problem around the world, and now we've solved that problem, so people can live in peace. And I'm just sitting here being like, you covered the world in poop. You, I'm, I'm telling you, they're growing things where things are not meant to grow. This is like, it's like California, but all over the world. It's like when people tried to make <laughs> California livable, and now here we are with 108 degree heat and rolling blackouts. That is correct. That is the world we live in. Um, that is, uh, that is, listen, this global warming, is not real. We live in, oh, oh. these are the hands we're given. Oh, you guys, you see my uh, my computer projections show hold on, Ray. that uh, hold on, Ray. global warming the is fans, not real. Um, the fans have asked for oh, more God. of Gina and Chan singing. I can't tell you you're wrong, so I will sit back and uh, uh, work on my computer no, the models. The moment has passed, you Ray. Them out. You yeah, I'm done it. now. I don't want this. You ruined it, Ray. You ruined what the, the moment. What is happening? What? I'm- Everybody, Ray, Ray took your joy. Yeah, he Ray. squashed it has made it so that we can't sing anymore. He covered your joy in fertilizer. He blew up a giant volcano full of shit and covered <laughs> your happiness with poo. Fly me to the moon. And no, no let one me wants your singing. No, they only that. want our singing. You're, you're not wrong. Now I'm sad. And that's our show. That is literally the end of the episode. That is, oh my God, it's just, that's the it's, worst. Yeah, it's, and like I said, you didn't miss a lot. Um, I kind of wish my Tubi had gone out now. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, God bless it all. And we'll have to figure out how to watch more uh, D.K.R.G.I. G.I. Joe going forward. Uh, maybe our friends at Daily Motion can take care of that for us. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Chan, I believe uh, we have a, a theme song throwdown to do. Uh, yeah, we actually, we did that live show last week, uh, and because we had recorded some of them ahead of time. Oh, what are you talking about? We, we, did, we recorded every, we, live every time, live every time. We, we did, we did week eight last week, so this is the week seven, uh, which, I mean, I mean, for, it doesn't matter. It ends up that we have now completed the first half of round one. We have taken, uh, what is it, 16 songs? We have run them through the grinder and, um. Come down with eight. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're winnowing down the field. Although I still I still uh, protest pole position losing to X-Men uh, on our live show. I do feel like pole position was the rightful winner. And you guys just waited for more votes to come in and then called it the second that uh, X-Men was ahead by a vote. Uh, Here's cheap the thing. Tactics, cheap tactics. Uh, you put up a poll on Twitter like you said you were going to. Okay, listen. And what one? What one, okay, Ray? Let me, let me actually, I can go to the actual because the, it actually just ended. I said it to end actually right before we recorded tonight. Mm-hmm. So uh, how about yeah. that? So let yeah, me just go I, ahead and, and pop this open. Uh-huh. Doo, 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 doo. You realize that I saw the results already, right? Because uh, okay. I have access so, to it. So uh, final votes are in, and it's about it's, it's two to one in favor of X-Men. <laughs> I'll just put it out there. It's uh, 64 you. to 36%. Thank you. My point is, I do not have a point here. <laughs> It's the theme song throwdown. We are in week two of quadrant two. So that's week six. And we've got uh, um, an old classic. And we've got one that, honestly, I've never heard of before. So I don't know. I'm sorry. We're in week seven. Is this week seven? This is week three of quadrant two. Who knows? Where are we? How did we get here? I was going to say, no, because we did two last week. And that was the beginning of the quadrant. So. Okay. See what? Okay. I'll start over Jesus fuck. Well, you could Chen, you could just say the next installment. That's fine. <laughs> uh, it's uh yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's the theme song throwdown. We are at week 7. We've Woo! got so many knockdown. We've got so many more to go. Uh we've so got a many. classic this week and one that I've never heard of, so we'll Great. see Ooh. how it shakes out. Ooh, um we'll start with that one first. It's called Ulysses 31. I believe oh. it was a French slash American uh, co-production or possibly how Canadian. This, how did American. this get in the in the tournament? Yeah, um, I've also never heard of it. Well, it was it was suggested by a patron, so there's that. But I found when I uh, 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 Justin Campbell. Thank you Justin very much, Campbell. Justin, for First your suggestion. Off, thank you. Yeah, but what yeah. the heck is this? <laughs> um, it's when I when I mentioned it, there are a bunch of other people that spoke up. It's like, oh no, I totally remember that it was a great show. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? So I guess it's it was regional, like some places had it and some didn't. So if you recognize this, man, uh uh get ready for a, a taste of your childhood. I know three cities that it was not in. <laughs> <laughs> it is the 31st century. Ulysses killed the giant Cyclops when he rescued the children and his son Telemachus. But the ancient gods of Olympus are angry and threaten a terrible revenge. Mortals, you defy the gods. I sentence you to travel among unknown stars. Until you find the kingdom of Hades, your bodies will stay as lifeless as stones. Ulysses, no one else can do the things you do. Okay. Okay. I was expecting a little more there. Yeah. No, it's got. A, I was looking at IMDb. This is 1981 to 1982. The main character is Ulysses, played by Matt Berman, who's a stuntman. <laughs> Didn't oh, have a lot of acting cool. gigs. His his main stuff's all stunt work. And apparently, another character on the show is apparently his wife, whose name is Ulysses, which is a female character. Uh, I I mean, I like the concept. Sounds pretty dope. I like I like uh you know, future past mythology. 
I do as well. Defenders of the Earth, you know, I, I kind of got that vibe a little bit, uh, even maybe more extreme than that. Uh, I yeah. like it. I like when you take classics and put them in the future. I, I, I will realized say the that one thing that I didn't off. like was I don't like how they pronounced Ulysses in the song. Ulysses. It's it's it's, it's an odd pronunciation. They're clearly trying to squeeze in to fit the meter of the song. Well, it's also French, right? Maybe there's a translation issue. Oh, maybe. Issue. Maybe. All right. So I guess if I, I guess I can't vote against it, otherwise I'm racist against the French. Is that possible? I don't know. I don't know what the hell you're all talking about. This was amazing. <laughs> and the idea, the concept of the show is batshit crazy. Yeah. And I would watch, just based on that alone, I would go back and watch this cartoon. Well, it Chad, sounds fantastic. I, if only you were on a podcast that did cartoons from the 80s and 90s. Well, I guess we're going to do it then. <laughs> I'm uh, just saying, we kind of have to now, don't we? Like, yeah, I, I was a huge fan of Greek mythology as a kid. And, you know, same, still same. now. And into it, into this it. fucking sounds dope as shit. The song is catchy as hell. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, like an early 80s, um, you know, synthy poppy little disco-y vibe um i felt yeah, it, yeah. i like strong it. showing for something none of us have heard of yeah, yeah for being a property that none of us were aware of yeah gina you're 100 correct like you never know what to expect you could get something great or not that good but it left an impression it really did but now i am curious to see what the classic is yeah i don't i want to know what's going up again i bet it's something just dominant but i don't know we'll see uh see if you recognize this That you were there. Just close your eyes and make believe, and you can be anywhere. I like it. I like my life. I love great jokes. I'm a monster. I've got my computer. I can do it. I play the piano. And I play the piano. Is everything all right in here? Yes, Mommy. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. diving right in here, and I'm I'm gonna say that it, first of all, nostalgia factor through the roof for Muppet Babies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and I was conjuring up the images like them as uh, a characters from the Wizard of Oz and skipping down the yellow brick road. Yep. Uh, uh, there was a Tie Fighter in that footage. Like yeah, a legit yeah. You can hear they're going from the movie. Space. Uh, uh, and so about halfway through, I realized I'm going to try and, and pretend I've never seen Muppet Babies before, because just on Nostalgia Factor alone, it would crush the other one, which I hadn't seen, which seems a little bit unfair. So I really just paid attention to the lyrics and the song composition. And I got to say, it's, it blows the other one out of the water. Even that end there where they're all harmonizing is just brilliant for a kid's show theme song. Like they don't no no kid is expecting people doing voiceover of pretend characters to harmonize at the end (laughs) of a song. And also just the interruption of, of nanny coming in that, that brings them back to the real world. And they, they lie and say, nothing's going on. And then she leaves and then they're right back into the action. And also good, good final point. 
uh, here, good message for kids. Just like, hey, you're you should never be bored. Uh, let's say a pandemic happens and you're one of those assholes that's saying, I got to go out to the beach. I got to go out to eat. I shouldn't be stuck inside for this long. Uh, Muppet Babies taught all those assholes at an early age. You can be stuck in your room and uh, just use your imagination and you'll be able to survive a pandemic. So I, Muppet Babies. I would even take it one step further. And this uh, Muppet Babies, more than like most theme songs, does a great job of telling you the story of these people and what you're about to see and the situation without going out of its way of giving you sort of like over the top. Uh, uh, you know, an announcer saying it is the year, you know, like Thundar, the barbarian, it is the year 1986. And yeah, comet has split the planet. That's yeah. a good point. Also that, that there's one theme song that has a, a, for a show that has a crazy, crazy, insane, cool premise. And the theme song is pretty good, but the other has to make a theme song out of little kids playing pretend which yep. is a very, very basic premise. And that theme song fucking slaps. Yeah. 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 So uh, uh, let's go ahead and we'll do our vote here. Uh, uh, Gina, I think I, I know where you're at. Yep. I'm obvious. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm obvious as well. I think it's got to be Muppet babies. I'm assuming we're headed towards a three Oh, I won't discount Ulysses 31 for the, the makeup bracket though. I'm Don't not going to discount in it. Chance mouth. Let him speak. I haven't spoken the past five minutes. <laughs> well, did you turn your mic on finally? You've been I speaking did. the whole time. We just couldn't hear you. Uh, I do not like the style that the Muppet Baby song is in. Oh. That sort of doo-wop sound. And if memory serves, when we talked about this, when, we've done this show before uh, yes. on the show. Um, and a great many of their songs, they had a shit ton of original songs, uh, which is great. Most of them were in sort of this idiom, which I think we determined was like, Oh, this is probably uh, a real easy form to uh, like rhyme and like uh, uh, do well. Like it's uh, it's a pretty simple form. Um, yeah. The oh, sort no, of 50s do up. There's multiple uh, Muppet Baby songs in every episode. At least half of them are do up. <laughs> yeah. I don't see you coming into knowing as half the podcast with original do up songs every week. Uh, I do. And somebody keeps nixing them. <laughs> Listen, guys, I just don't think our audience is ready for Chan's doo-wop. Like, we've been over this for five years, Chan, and I know you still write a new one every week. No, exactly. Let's the dream guy. Let the dream guy. Nope, And I definitely want to be on the side of the underdog here, this uh, Ulysses... Uh, uh, 31 uh, i'm very intrigued by it yes but i do think that uh that yeah your points about the craftsmanship of this are strong the fact that they do convey uh they, they get across the information you need about the show without being ham-fisted about it or, mm, yep. the, or they're ham-fisted but they do it with style uh and so like yeah, I, I think just like strictly from an objective point of view, uh, my distaste for the uh, genre aside, like uh, Muppet Babies takes it. There it is. Ooh, yeah. sweep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but respectable, respectable showing for Ulysses 31. It's hard to come in here sight unseen and then crack uh, an, an established icon like that. But yeah, they did get it some made shots me want to watch it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. 
So uh, Muppet Babies moves on to the next round. Um, well, anyway, do you guys have anything you want to plug before we get out of here today? No. Uh, not really. Great. Well, the Who Would Win show is doing some really good stuff. We're doing all video shows, uh, and that's real fun right now. So you can go to the Who Would Win show uh, YouTube channel, and you, know, you can check that out through my page. You'll find a way to get there. And uh, we got some really exciting battles coming up. We just did uh, uh, the Incredibles versus Umbrella Academy. We put that Ooh. one out there, and uh, it was a very, very good episode. And I hope you will go and listen to it. We have uh, recently done other cartoon characters an and whatnot. Awesome guest, too. Yes, our guest was uh, Sarah uh, uh, Natachemi. I think I pronounced that half right. Oh, boy. Uh, Ray. Yeah. Ray. Uh, Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, she she voices Ash Ketchum in the Pokemon TV show here in the United States. Oh. Uh, and she was awesome. She's one of the best judges we ever had on the show. Um, she took like two full pages of notes, was in involved the whole time and thought I was sort of funny. So like, what more can you do uh, to be an awesome judge than that? I, I don't have a good answer for that. Uh, I think you should uh, put Gina and I in front of her and see what she thinks about our singing. Honestly. Well, you know, we missed that that's opportunity. That's the only way you make it better. That's somehow, how you make it better. Uh, we somehow missed that opportunity. Um, I, I did. Ra I think the biggest laugh I got from her all night was when I mentioned I used to do musical theater. Uh, so I don't know <laughs> what that says about me, but um, there it is. Anyways, guys, you can check us out. Here's all the links. You can go to facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Join us for five bucks a month. We have nearly 500 episodes of this show in the Patreon vault, and you can go check them out. What a riotous good time for us all. That's enough content to get you through the next four years of this quarantine. Holy F. It's never going to end. Uh, also, you can check us out on uh, Twitter, and that's at uh, uh, G.I. Joe Podcast. But individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And I hope that we got Gina out of here in time to get some sleep tonight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Until then, I will let you know, uh, uh, we've sprayed poop all over the world, so now you may eat again. G.I. Joe. Let the hold on tight. You got to do the fighting with all of your might. You got to keep the target straight ahead on your side. It's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this butt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.